and welcome to this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. As always, Tim Reagan, our founder here at Prairie View. Hey, Katie. Hi, and I'm Katie Umland, uh, the head of marketing here. So thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to try a little bit of a new format uh, moving forward. Um, so let us know if you like it or if we should stick to the old way, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> or, that was, or, or, which was no really, format. <laughs> really, if there's any sort of uh, ideas, we're always open for ideas. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah topics or whatever you got for us. Um, so, Katie, it seems to me like this might be one of the last things you do as a regular full-time employee I here at Prairie View, right? No, yeah. So we, um, I'm expecting my second baby. I guess we are, Alex and I. Um, I always call them my babies, and he always corrects me. We are expecting our second baby um, in the next few weeks here. So I will be transitioning to being a uh, podcast host and full-time mom Which instead awesome. of being in the office. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, as you know, at our house, we're getting ready to send kids off to school and all that. We moved Maddie in this past weekend. Timmy will be going here in a couple of weeks. For the first time. For the first time. That's right. Uh which is going to really probably be the hardest for me uh, of all the kids because he and I are like constantly together. Sarah gets on us like we're thick as thieves. And so, you know, I'm going to The miss, boys yeah, that's doing right. dumb stuff together. Uh, lots of dumb <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like we're on opposite ends of that spectrum, mm-hmm. but uh, all good stuff. Opposite ends of the birth yeah, spectrum birth too. And, <laughs> Tim yeah. is the oldest uh, of our siblings. We're brother and sister and I'm the youngest. And it's showing now that uh, your kids are about it? grown almost and mine are just yeah. being well, born. And really that might be a good opportunity because I know for you, uh, profession has always been kind of a, a thing, right? I mean, it's both. And it's both. Want, yeah. yeah. It's definitely a hard um, transition or a hard thing to wrap your mind around when you've been having a job your whole life and professional and now we're transitioning to kind of away from that professional mom so cool all good stuff yeah and so uh one of the things we talked about doing as part of this new transition was also our mailbag uh (laughs) and so mailbag is something we're looking for help from anybody who's listening in or uh people that you know you know send us your questions uh we're going to call it our mailbag every every uh show and just kind of pick one or two of those questions out and really kind of talk about them and this past time uh as we were looking at what to talk about. We had somebody asking a lot of questions around the new rules with 529 plans and all that kind of stuff, which, uh, Katie, I mean, why don't, why don't we start? I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Katie, are there any new things with 529, 529 plans? plans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you everything I know, um, which is, I think that there is, um, something around $30,000. What is a 529 plan? Okay. Okay. First, a 529 plan is an education savings account. Um, and so you can put some money into a 529 plan that has to go towards education, but those rules are what has shifted. Yeah, for sure. Well, and maybe that'll be part, maybe that'll be our mailbags uh, segment. Maybe you answer the question. Yeah. (laughs) Like stump the chump when you're the chump. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) It's me this time. Switch it up a little bit. Uh, Yeah. And so you're right. What what happened was uh, 529 plans used to always be a really good way to save money uh, for kids' college education because the money grows tax deferred. And if you took it out and used it for college, it was all tax free. That is the same. That hasn't changed. Uh, however, what used to be is that if you didn't use it for college, then when you took it out, you had to pay tax and penalties for taking it out. 
uh, where now what what's happened is uh, they've changed those rules a little bit to where you can now convert some of that into a Roth IRA for your child. So let's say you oversaved and not, I don't have that too often, yeah, but right. say we've oversaved, yeah, right? right. Uh, or let's say that uh, your son or daughter doesn't want to go to college and they don't use up all the 529 plan money. Well, instead of kind of this use it or lose it for college, you can now convert some of that into uh, a Roth IRA. The the stipulations are though that it has to follow the same Roth contribution rules. Uh, so you know if you're depending on your age, probably six thousand dollars a year up to like you mentioned, a total of thirty thousand dollars can be converted. So uh, really, if you are in the market, it's a really great way to uh, have to a save little it. bit more flexibility yeah. than previously with that five twenty nine yeah, plan. Yeah, hundred percent. And so uh, as we talk about the mailbag. What people can write in for all kinds of stuff. And obviously, if you look at previous episodes, we've covered everything from solar panels to uh, today's episode is going to be about traveling and retirement. So mailbag is wide open, wide open. whatever you want to, whatever you want to write so into. So email us, comment on the video. Um, we'll find it. So let us know what you, what questions you have. For sure. And so we talk a little bit, uh, today's episode is going to be traveling and retirement. Traveling on a budget. Oh, on a budget. Yep. That's fun. That's new for you. Yeah. <laughs> See, so yeah, so in our house, uh, we'd be far better if Sarah did the budgeting. And yes, I did not, not you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I probably have said it before on the show because it's one of my favorite stories about Sarah. Uh, we were one time going through McDonald's. This has got to be I don't know, fifteen years ago now or better. Uh, the kids were little still, and as we're going through, I ordered a Southwest chicken salad, and she smacks me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I thought I was doing good. Like it's not the burger. This isn't and a fries. Big Mac that yeah, I wanted <laughs> exactly. And she and she informed me that. At that time, if I would have bought the side salad and a grilled chicken sandwich and took the chicken <laughs> off of the sandwich and put it on the salad, it would have saved me a buck fifty. Yeah. So, it, uh, yeah, make uh, your own. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and my my idea of budget is just I don't even look. It's just I'm not. Good well, at that's that. a budget. You yeah. just it's just. When, when, Endless, when I run out of money, I stop spending, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, but yeah, so, but when you do look at traveling, obviously, especially as people get ready to retire and uh, they many times have more free time and they want to travel more. Mm-hmm. And so the thought process is how can I get the most out of my travel without having to break the bank? And, you know, for those of you uh, who maybe aren't familiar with us, Part of our focus is all around what we call single-digit millionaires, uh, people who've been successful or are on their way to becoming successful. Uh, but it's not, I've got so much money, it's falling out of my pockets, and I don't need to be mindful of it. I still need to be very mindful and be a good steward with it, but uh, but I have some wherewithal that I could spend some money and, and enjoy doing some things. And I think, you know, when you talk about traveling on a budget, that, of course, includes retirement when you do have more time, but it's also before retirement. Like that's, it's everybody now. If you want to travel, there's definitely some budget things that you can, ways that you can do so. Yeah. And and probably things that, uh, you don't have to be, you know, when we were kids, uh, and they used to have motels, it wasn't pulling up and getting your ice from the motel. You know, like you could stop and buy a bag of ice type of thing, or, uh, or we'd have like five of us and somebody's always sleeping on the floor in the hotel room and, you know. Yeah. Or what's, was everybody giving me a hard time about when we went to. Disney when I was uh, yeah. when I was very little and yeah yeah and our uh, our souvenir that trip was when we went to Universal Studios the Nickelodeon toilet paper toilet paper <laughs> yeah they had Nickelodeon print on toilet paper and that was our that was our souvenir right uh, yeah so it doesn't have to be extreme but there are lots of things you can be mindful about uh, as you travel you know and sometimes that could look like. 
uh, being very thoughtful around what credit card I use and how do I structure those credit cards. Um, rewards for airline miles, rewards for hotel points. Well, and, and really, as you look at it, uh, even thinking about some of my monthly bills, I'm going to pay that bill whether I pay it with a check, whether I do it online, whether I do it with a credit card. And more and more vendors are offering auto draw on a credit card. So if I'm going to pay my light bill anyway, mm-hmm. I might as well have it set up to give me points on. Especially uh, if it's the first time you're opening a credit card with that provider, yep. there's some really big benefits. There are. Well, and, and we've got a number of our clients that uh, really, even if they look and say, I don't know that I want to be uh, limited to flying United or Southwest. Uh, and so I'm just going to go with a cash only card or mm-hmm. cash back. But now every time I get that cash, I'm going to put it aside and use that as my travel money. Yep. Uh, and it's it really is a no-brainer. If I can set something up on an auto draw, I hate to say it, but that's how we do our church contributions mm-hmm. uh, because I might as well get the miles out of it rather than. Yeah, we were, um, were just going through closing on our lake house, and it's the same thing. We thought, okay, well, we could give the buyers a credit or we could purchase the items ourselves and get the credit card (laughs) points. Like, well, if we're going to be spending the money one way, we might as well be. Absolutely. And so when you say closing on the lake house, you guys sold it? We sold the lake house, decided to uh, simplify and not have two yards to manage. And yeah, which I think was actually one of our very first episodes we talked about, uh, you know, having where should I retire and owning the lake and all that kind of stuff. And Uh, I think in my heart, then I even knew. Even knew. Just not lake. (laughs) It's too much. Yeah, it's too too much. much. And so, so one way that you can travel, so which which is really kind of a, a question we have a lot of times. People ask, should we go and buy a second home and that kind of stuff? And when you think about travel, that means you're only going to that place. I was going to so, say that ties right in. We, we when you start looking at how much we're paying for our mortgage, it's like, okay, well, we could also take that many that amount of vacations every yeah, 100%. every month or year. So yeah. yeah, and so then the one of the ways that we encourage people too to think about travel. Uh, many times people have a list of places that they kind of would like to go to in their lifetime. It might not be your bucket list, but you've got an idea. Man, I'd like to get to Hawaii or I'd love to go to Iceland or whatever those places are. And so what we would suggest is that you keep that list and and then just wait and look for when those places kind of go on sale. Uh, you know, So if you hear that airlines right now are cutting costs on airline tickets – they aren't, but if, let's say they were, uh, then you could look for the places that are going to cost more to, to fly and say, hey, can I get a deal on that? And maybe I'll move that trip up a little bit rather than doing that in a year. Maybe I'll do that trip now. Uh, or if you see gas prices that go down and you've got a road trip that you're planning on, maybe that's the right time to say, hey, let's get that one off the list. Uh, well, I know Alex is always looking at um, Google f- flights yeah. um, and you can set up notifications to notify you if there's a a cheap flight that comes that comes up that you can you can get notified that way too. So if you are retired and have a flexible, yeah, for sure uh, schedule, then you could kind of utilize some of those. Yeah, and we're and we're even seeing now with more and more uh, professionals being able to have a flexible work schedule. Uh, you know, looking at what when you choose to fly will change that airline price fairly significantly. Can you fly from? Wednesday to Wednesday mm-hmm. instead of Saturday to Saturday or, you know, during the business week. Uh, Even the know. day of the week that you actually book the flight yep. matters too. So being yeah. looking at flights often. Yeah. And so by, by having, if you have a little more time, a little more flexibility, especially in retirement, take some time and just 
make that part of the routine of, of keep an eye on that. Uh, kind of along those same lines, there are some places that you can travel that are not uh, time-specific, meaning like if I'm going to go to Hawaii as an example – I probably want to go to Hawaii sometime in February because that's when the whales are there. Uh, and so if that's on my list and I want to do it, that's going to be harder to to get outside of that time period. However, if I've got a place like uh, the coast of Florida because I want to be able to walk the beach or you know whatever, that's not very time-specific. And so then look for times when travel is lower uh, and you can get on kind of what they would consider the shoulder seasons where it's kind of right leading up to the busy season or right after. And you can really find some pretty good deals by doing that, doing that as well, especially when you're retired and it doesn't matter what, what that time period looks like. And you can always just crash on somebody's couch. That's right. Just find somebody, you know, in Florida. <laughs> well, <laughs> Travel yeah, on a real small a real budget. real tight budget. That's right. That's right. Well, although that might cost you a friendship, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of times as we talk to people about, you know, how do you go about that The uh, and how do you budget for, for travel? Many times when we think about, especially your retirement income, we start bucketing income into here. The here's the income I have to have every month. I know I've got to pay for my uh, utilities and my food and all that kind of stuff. And so that's my what I have to have. Then I have this discretionary money, which is money that I can spend on travel and those types of things. And so a lot of times we'll say, don't look to uh, say I have to travel this year in May. And now the market has a correction and you're still taking money out to pay for the trip or, you know, whatever that might look like that timing, be flexible in how you do that. So when, when things are good, take some extra cash out, put it into the travel budget. You don't have to spend it on travel right then, Mm -hmm. but, but be strategic in when am I taking money for those discretionary types of things off of the table? So we, I think we now our budget, Pros? Well, I am. I, I think. Am. Check it off the list. Check it off the list. Uh, but, but I, you know, one of the things as we think about that, uh, and you think about travel, I think it really starts to, to say, let's break it down into what type of travel do you want? Uh, are you the type that wants to go somewhere and disappear for a month or two, uh, in the wintertime? Or do you want to be able to go to, uh, overseas and be there for a period of time and be able to really live the culture? Or you're the type that says, you know what, I want to throw a tent in the back of the truck and I want to hit the road. You know, by by really kind of coming up with what type of travel you want, now you, we can start saying how can we be conscious to, uh, you know, saving on that budget or or at least spending where I want to. We were fortunate, Sarah and I were fortunate enough, uh, we took the kids out west uh, two different times, and both of those trips, I think the first time we put like 5,000 miles on the car, and the second time was like 4,000 miles, so we did a lot of driving. But the the first time, we said, we're going to leave, and we're making no plans. When we decide to stop, we just stop, we'll find somewhere to stay, that kind of trip, wonderful trip. The second time we, we went, uh, so that time we went kind of the, the southern route. For, next time we went kind of the northern route. And as we did, we had everything mapped out. But it was mapped out with a place that we could not do necessarily ourselves. So one time we stayed at a dude ranch. Uh, cool. One night we stayed at uh, a brothel that had been turned, like a from the 1800s had been turned into a hotel. Like these places that you couldn't necessarily just Stumble show up and, yeah. and do, right? Uh, but for us, what we found was that even though those places were kind of cool to check out, 
it jazzed up our entire vacation because now I had a schedule. I had to get to here by this time. I had to mm. all that. Uh, and so it's learning that stuff about yourself and then, then being proactive on how you, how you manage it. Or do you want to do group travel? Oh, sometimes absolutely. that can, if you, if you want to jam pack your schedule, that could be a, a budget way to travel. Um, absolutely. when you have somebody kind of getting those group discounts and well, and, and then you don't have to plan it either. Yes. You, you get to see everything without having to be the one to coordinate it. Yeah. And it's funny. Uh, we, a lot of times like to call it, there's a distinction between travel and vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, vacation is when I can plop in a beach somewhere and drink margaritas and Mai Tais. Uh, where travel is where, you know what, I'm going to be gone for the same amount of time, but it's going to be packed, packed and I'm going to be seeing stuff and, and enjoying it. So it's really kind of making some of those distinctions when, mm-hmm. you, when you do it. And so what's on your bucket list? Oh, what's on my bucket list? Alex and I have quite a long list. Uh, he has a six-week sabbatical coming up that he can use. So we are desperately trying to figure out what we want to do. Um, I think anywhere in Europe is is high on our list. Um, Alex has only been once, so that's high on our list. But also the back, our own backyard is, there's a ton in the U.S. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because Sarah and I have the same thing where, uh, as you know, she doesn't really care to fly so much. And so we've got a lot of road trips on that. But I also, I'd love to see the Northern Lights. I'd mm-hmm. love to, you know, you go down this whole list of things. So it could, Making a bucket list, it feels very overwhelming to me often because there is so, I know there is so much. Yeah. So, well, so hopefully as people that want to travel, uh, they can figure out how to budget for it and make it a go, right? Make it a plan now. Yeah. So plan for your retirement. Yeah. And so the kind of this last part, as we kind of wrap up a little bit, it really, I think is all about what does it mean to be a, I just said single digit millionaire earlier Mm -hmm. in our, in our conversation, uh, or what we even call two comma life, right? Yeah. Double comma life, (laughs) Uh, which is, which is really, you know, uh, everything that we do here is all designed around, People that are, we used to call them mom and pop America, but, but really what it is is it's people that have worked really hard. They've been able to accumulate some wealth. They've, they're comfortable. And now they're saying, what do I do with this money that I've accumulated? And, and really we find that that single digit millionaire is really kind of the best, the best fit. And, and so for you and Alex, uh, as you think about your own place, are you single digit millionaires? Not currently. Would you like to be? Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And so, and so, it really is. What are all the thought processes that it, that you should be putting together so that if you're not there yet, you're you're getting you have there. a track. You've got a track to run on. Uh, or if you are there now, how am I mindful and, and make sure that I? And can? I think people like when you first say single digit millionaire, it doesn't feel attainable or it doesn't feel like that's you. But then when you start really thinking about it, it really could be. Yeah, like it you might be closer than you think, or you, that might be more realistic than a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's what we find with a lot of our clients. You know, they're the, most of our clients are pretty wealthy when you take a step back and add everything up and say, how are you compared to the rest of the United States? They are. But when you think about it from a mental perspective or their own mindset, it doesn't feel that way. Or it doesn't seem that way. You or, don't identify as being a single digit millionaire, no, exactly. even though that even though you, you could be. Yeah. 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 So, and so as we, as we go forward, I think that that's going to be something that we can continue to have a conversation about. We've got a stump the chump coming up that will be all about how do I get on that path and stay on that path. And then for you, it might even start looking like maybe your own, how do I be a mom and a professional person and and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff in a separate podcast too. Yeah. Right. Yep. 
working on what the heck does that look like and how do I still feel fulfilled yep. um, with both. Yeah, and still be able to contribute to the house so you can become a single digit millionaire. millionaire. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you found any of this valuable, please like and subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Um, and we hope to see you again on the next episode. Be well. Bye.